Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Chapter 4, verse number 13 says this. We're talking about contentment and what it means to be content. And, uh, and so uh, what biblical, I guess I should say it this way, what biblical contentment is. Um, we live in a culture that is very me-centric. Have you noticed that? It's all about me. And even, you know, uh, you know social media, all these things... Uh, just companies that are, are for-profit companies. Um, everything is about meeting a need for an individual, whether it be a, a, a like a restaurant or a retail store or a construction, you know, like Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, um, or entertainment, all of this. The world is vying for our attention and what they're using to, um, to get that attention is focus on you, Right? Which in a business sense, that's not a bad idea, right? If you want to make some money, how many know it's best you have people come through your doors if you have, if you have a business? But it can also produce a me-central mentality, right? We have iPhones. I. We take selfies. I mean, uh, I, you know, when I grew up, there was just, you know, those cameras and you had to wind the... You know what I mean? I, I'm not so old that they had the, you know, the poof flash, you know, the guy. I'm not that old, but, you know, that would be tough on selfies. I mean, how are you going to do that and get around in time to... <laughs> but we live in a generation, and it's always been this way. It's just that um, all of our technology and the advancement of technology, if we don't, as believers, live from the reality of Christ within us, the nature of our flesh will take over and we'll use technologies for just selfish purposes. You know what I mean? We, we live in a generation now where, um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, first of all, you couldn't just get a movie on your TV. Like, you don't even have to go to the theater, right? You can just rent it right there. And now it's to the point where, I mean, so many things are accessible on the TV, but now it's on a tablet, now it's on a phone, to where you actually can sit in your living room, and we've proven this in my family, and I can be watching something on TV, and three phones can be going around me watching something else. And it doesn't even have to interrupt because we have AirPods, you know? We, we have, or as some people, the older generation calls them, earpods. You say, how do you know that? Because I said it all the time until my kids corrected me. They're AirPods, Dad, not EarPods. Well, they go in your ear. <laughs> but they're AirPods, right? So you don't even have to. And we can all be in the same room and actually not even be communicating with you. We're all doing what we want. How many have noticed that the more you do what you want, the less satisfied you are? The Proverbs actually talks about the fact that, that the, eye, the lust of the eye can never be fulfilled. So what is that? Now, is it wrong to have a TV? Is it wrong to watch a movie? Is it wrong to have a cell phone or some of the tech that's available? No, it's just wrong for it to have us. Like we need to be spirit-led first, right? 
Because if we're not careful, even though we're born again, we actually can get into the pattern of trying to be content with worldly things. And that's what we have in John chapter 4 here, verse number 13. And this is the woman at the well, and we all know this story. But Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Well, guess what? You're going to watch the latest movie that you like, and there's probably nothing wrong with it, but you're going to thirst again. Right? And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, you can't find your contentment concerning this lady in the fifth man that you're with. Wait a minute. She was married, was it five times? And then she, the one she was living with currently wasn't her husband. So she had done this. She's like, well, marriage is the answer and went through five marriages. And then she thought, well, marriage isn't the answer. Maybe I should just live with this one. And what did Jesus say? None of that is the answer. He said what? I am the answer. Now watch this. He says this, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that what? I shall give him. And really that word is genderless, but give them, right? If I learn to drink from Jesus, I can enjoy this life without looking for it to satisfy my heart. Well, I'm just discontent, drinking from the wrong well. I just need to switch churches. That's what it is. I need a different pastor. I need a different job. If my boss would, if my wife would, if my husband would, my kids, it's my neighbor. I just need a new car. If I had a different house, if I lived in a different state, in other words, now, in, in and of, in a general sense, does God want us to be married? Yeah. Does he want you to have a house? Yeah. Does he want you to have a car? Sure. But you, you and I, we cannot look to natural things for spiritual contentment. Spiritual contentment only comes one place. And you have to drink from the right source. And what's the right source? Jesus. Have you ever felt antsy in your own house? How about this? Have you ever had your schedule broken up, norm, your normal schedule, and all of a sudden you feel like a fish out of water? A lot of times, some, even some of what we treat medically in things, with, with pills and, and or other things, people self-medicate, but... A lot of times what they're doing is they're trying, to, they're trying to numb the discontent in their soul. When in reality, you just need to drink from a different fountain. You drink from Christ, amen? And when you drink from Christ, contentment comes. I love this because Jesus doesn't say, hey, just come get a drink. He says this, the water that I shall give you will become in you a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, how many here are born again? You have that spring inside of you right now. Well, that's wonderful. 
That means you have the source of satisfaction living on the inside of you. Now, you're not your source of satisfaction, but the water, the fountain has been created within you. Well, it just doesn't seem like it. Then we have a fellowship issue, not a born-again issue. So Christians will actually do this. They'll receive the fount of living water. It'll begin to be a well within them, but then they'll go in their natural thinking. They'll turn back to the way that they were because it seems more comfortable. It seems more agreeable. The enemy will offer them things. They get deceived because they don't know any different, and they'll actually begin to go back to try to drink from what they drank from before, and they end up actually not drinking. They actually end up piling rocks in the well that is within them. So then people say, well, what needs to take place? You need to repent. Repentance has to take place. And I know the word repentance gets a bad rap, but the word repentance simply means this. You're turning away from the way that you're living, and you're living a different way. How many know to end, if you want to end spousal arguments, you change the way you say things? What is that? That's repentance. I, you know, I've joked about this, you know, there's no, we don't throw plates at each other around here, right? In, in spousal arguments. And I had some great Baptist humor come to me (laughs) and they know who they are, (laughs) but they said, we just switched to paper plates. (laughs) Well, if you need to do that until you get a hold of your flesh and your soul, then do it. But the reality is what? You you have within you the capability to have the finest china on the planet and never break it because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. My, you know, if we're going to look to circumstances to satisfy our inward, we're going to be disappointed. If we're going to look to circumstances to satisfy our inward desires, the satisfaction that only Jesus can fulfill, we're going to be disappointed. All right, Philippians chapter 4, verse number number 11 says this. Actually, I'm going to start in verse 10. It says this, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, Because he goes on to say this, he says, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be what? Content. He said this, he said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then verse 13, he says, one of our favorite verses, what does he say? I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. So what is Paul saying in the midst of this? Paul is saying my contentment comes from Christ alone. I don't look to, uh, if I have little food, I'm content in Christ. If I have little supply, I'm content in Christ. If I have a mountain of blessing and prosperity, my contentment is in Christ. You know, many times we look at that verse and we think, oh yeah, I can do all things through Christ. And we think of negative circumstances only, but Paul didn't just write about negative circumstances here. He wrote on both sides of the spectrum. Why? Because, and we said this, uh, we said this, the Holy Spirit gave this to me last week. It it actually wasn't in my notes. It's there now because it came as a revelation to me. But God created the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve's enjoyment. 
but their satisfaction only came through walking with him in the cool of the day. Their contentment could only come through the Lord. So the Lord is good. He is a blesser. He wants to bless us. But how many know the blessings cannot outrank the blesser? The other thing we need to understand is, is that you and I have an enemy in this earth, and he is a hunting on us. He is a hunting on the world. What do you mean? He seeks only to steal, kill. Well, that's not God's fault. You know, sometimes people go, well, if God wouldn't have allowed that, hello, Adam and Eve allowed it. They had all the authority to keep him out, and they didn't exercise it. Right? So the enemy is in the earth. So what is Paul dealing with here? He's saying, look, I've been blessed and I've not been blessed. And what he means by that is, is my circumstances didn't look like I was blessed. I've been hungry and I've had too much food. I've, been, I've had too little in supply and I've had a, way too much in supply. And then after they gave to them, he had more than enough, Right? But what did he say in the midst of it? I'm content in Christ only. What is this? This is a person of faith. This is somebody who cannot be defeated. Why? Because their resource, their faith, their expectation, their supply, their satisfaction, they are focused on one Jesus Christ. And when you focus there, come on, moms of little kids, when you focus on Christ only, your kids won't be able to frustrate you. So you won't have to come up at the end of the service for the altar care team to and go, you all need to pray for my kids. It sounds like we need to pray for you. <laughs> the spirit of wisdom and revelation will operate to where, you know, people do this, right? They're like, have you ever seen young married couples? We're believing God for kids. Come on, I did this. We're believing God for kids. We're, we're, God's going to give us our, our little blessings, our little arrows. We're, we're going to shoot our arrows. And then the little arrows come. And I noticed the lingo, the language changes. They went from little blessings to, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, let me remind you of something. You asked for it. And you did what you needed to have a manifestation. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Mike covered the rest of it this morning. You can go back and listen to his. Is the problem my circumstance? No. I'm trying to drink and receive eternal water from a natural well. I can't do that. Me personally, you for your life, I have to drink from the eternal well to get an eternal satisfaction. 
And then from the resource of Christ within me, now I can deal with all of this out here by faith. For I walk by faith, not by sight. Now, guys, I'm giving examples here, but I'm just giving examples. You understand? I'm not, you know, pulling out ideas that people, you know, people have talked to me. There's been times where, you know, like somebody have said to me, yeah, I'm, I'm praying about a new job. And then I'll mention something about a job in the sermon and they come up to me afterwards and they go, are you telling me I shouldn't get the new job? I'm not telling you nothing. I'm telling you drink from eternal waters. If you're in the process of getting a new job or whatever, you feel like that's what the Lord told you to do. Awesome. Just realize your new job is going to let you down in the contentment category, and you better be drinking from the fountains of living water. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just love the Lord. He's so good to us. And, and you know, I, I could do that. You know, people say, you know, I, mean, I mentioned, you know, people say, well, I need a new church. I've said that before. I'm the pastor. <laughs> because I have feelings and flesh and emotion too. But that has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. That's just the part of me that I'm not controlling. I mean, there are times, that, and I know why pastors go postal. You know, you just want to bring the dynamite anointing to the building and just give her a good go. <laughs> Find you another one. We're moving. <laughs> That's not a leading of the Holy Ghost. This is my church family. God told me to be here. God told people, I, several of you have said this, God told you to be here. So where's our contentment? It can't be in natural things. I can't get wrapped up in things that are, that are natural and think that, uh, that somehow those are of higher importance than Christ. Amen? But how many things can you do? We'll end with this. How many things can we do through Christ who strengthens us? We can do all things. So everything that you're in right now, every situation that you're in, you can walk through it. Now, I have through the years, maybe once, maybe twice, probably a thousand times, gotten myself into something that I shouldn't have. But you know what? There's strength to get me out of it. Amen? Now, I may, I may not be where I want to be uh, as quickly as I want because I, I have to make some adjustments according to the leading of the Lord to get to where I need to be. But how many know there's strength to do that? And then once I'm where I'm supposed to be because the Lord told me to be there, then I can have strength to stay there. Most, mostly what I've seen through the years, just in general, and I've been in ministry now for almost, well, in some form of ministry, almost 20 years. Full time, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right, so it just, it's more than a half a week, okay? We'll just put it that way. It's been multiple years. And what I've seen more, than, more, more times than any, hands down, I have watched God lead people into a place, it got difficult, and they led themselves out. And I've seen the enemy defeat 
believers in that arena and have to just really readjust their lives in that arena probably more than any other one. Because how many know God doesn't just lead you into, uh, you know, gumdrop land, candy land? What's candy? I'm in grace. Listen, Paul wrote this letter from prison. He was chained to a Roman guard. Now watch, this is what I love about this. He wrote the Bible while chained to an enemy. <laughs> What's your excuse? <laughs> What's my excuse? I mean, we showed up here and no Romans showed up and threatened to kill us. I mean, there are people that, that won't show up if the coffee isn't the right brand. You, you're not getting any revelation from heaven. You have no significant impact in this life if we are so creature comfort. And Paul's writing revelation from, Paul said this. This is so, this is such a good mentality to have. Paul actually said, I'm in prison, but he said it's turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. The enemy put him in prison, and Paul said, fine, I'll get Caesar's household saved. You know what we do? I just need to be called to a different area. That's natural thinking, right? This is powerful truth. Contentment in Christ, we don't realize how powerful it is. So you have the strength of the Lord within you. And actually, Philippians is called the epistle of joy. And it's all written from prison. And if you read through it, there's so many good things. Joy, you can come. But it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Verse 13. Here we have the verse, the verse, that solidifies our point that true contentment only comes through Christ. The word strengthens means to make strong, to be empowered and enabled, to endure with strength. It means to increase strength. This tells us that the Lord increases or supplies strength to live in whatever state we find ourselves. When the promotion of Christ is all that matters, biblical contentment rises to another level in our lives. And I'm not saying you can't go do and live your life. I'm saying who are you promoting in the midst of it? Where are you living from? What is your example, right? In the Greek, this verse reads, this is the actual Greek, I am strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses me with strength. I am strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses strength in me. We should say this. Say this with me. Say, I am strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses strength in me. Isn't that powerful? 
Paul's strength comes from his knowledge of the Word of God. Paul tells his secret to contentment, it is total reliance on Christ. How else could Paul have made it through all he did? Paul overcame physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual attack on his life by walking in this principle, and we can do the same. The significance of verse 13 is found in the fact that Paul's ability to cope with life's adversities did not come through self-sufficiency, but through Christ's sufficiency. This strengthening was part of Paul's ongoing Christian experience and was rooted in his being in Christ. Being united with, with, united with Christ is more than just being born again. Being united with Christ is obeying his written word and living in his revealed will for your life. The will of God for Paul at the time at this time was tough in the natural, but part of the reason he could have confidence in Christ is because he has followed him into the situation. How many could use strength for where you're at? Well, guess what? You have it. You have it right now. You have strength in you for everything you need to do. Now, your natural mind may have come up with what you thought was going to happen when the Lord led you into where you are. In other words, how many have daydreamed about it, what it would be like? The Lord tells you something, you think, yeah, it's gonna be this, this, and this, and this, and this. And maybe it was some of that, but in the middle of it, you went, what happened? All I did was want to obey God and all-out war broke loose. Who do you think doesn't want you to obey God? <laughs> I don't know why Christians do this. I, I mean, I guess I know why. But we need, to re, we need to change our thinking. Well, the Lord led me into it. It was just supposed to be happy-go-lucky for the rest of the time. You haven't read your Bible. Or you're ignoring parts of it. And I am not saying that the Lord is causing the problems. I'm saying the enemy is, and you need to stand against him. Amen? So before I give an altar call here, let's just do this. Why don't you just agree with me? I'm going to pray. And if you want to agree with me, uh, you can in your own heart. And we'll just speak a few things here in agreement. So, Father, we do come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I unite my faith. And, and, and with those that are in agreement with me in the room and online. And we just declare, Lord, that we have strength through you. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We declare, Lord, Father, we know. We know that we've heard from you in the direction that we're to go. The, the places that we're supposed to be. The things that we're to be a part of. We know we heard from you concerning our marriages, concerning our children, concerning the decisions that we've, we've made. But we also know and will not be blind to the fact that the enemy hates us and has come against us. So in the name of Jesus Christ, in accordance with the covenant that we have with God the Father through the cross of Christ, the blood, the shed blood, and the broken body of Christ, we are in covenant with you, Lord, and so we say what you say about us. We say that we do have the fruit of the Spirit. 
that our nature is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, we do say that we have that endurance to, to walk through these things and overcome them because you said even if, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for you are with us. Your word and your spirit, they comfort, they lead, and they guide us. So we're so thankful for that, Lord, that we do have the victory in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, we don't look to our own well, the natural things, uh, um, as a satisfaction, a place of spiritual satisfaction, heart satisfaction, but we look to the wells of living water that are bubbling up within us because we are born again. And we thank you, Lord, as, that we, as we walk in obedience to your word, speaking what you have said about us, that we know, even as the scriptures have said, that the angels of heaven hearken to the spoken word of God, and they act upon that word. And so angels are working on our behalf. Lord, concerning financial situations, concerning physical uh, attacks of the enemy in, in bodies, concerning attacks of the enemy against family, family members, children or grandchildren, concerning attacks of the enemy because we are covenant children against businesses, business owners, employees, employers, concerning those things where the enemy is trying to work in governmental places and structures of authority, even in financial structures and banking systems, hindering what you have for us, Lord, we declare that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we declare we will not be discontent in the circumstances because our contentment only comes from you. So we remain in faith by remaining content in you. In Jesus' name, everybody that agreed said, Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.